So I was hanging around with a group of Christians the other day and someone did the unpardonable sin or the unforgivable sin. And what I mean by that is someone swore, someone said a bad word. Now, when they did that, what do you think happened? Everyone in the group looked at them and said, bro, you can't do that. You're not allowed to swear, you're a Christian. And I remember thinking, you know, okay, amen, we wanna represent Jesus well in our speech and in our life. But I started thinking, how come I've never heard someone have that response when it comes to bigger issues that Jesus addresses way more, like taking care of the sick, taking care of the lame, taking care of the poor or the widow or the orphan. I've never seen someone walk by a homeless person on the street or someone neglect the single mother next door who's struggling to pay rent and buy groceries and say, hey man, you can't do that. You can't just walk by that person. You can't just not help that person. You're a Christian, you're not allowed to do that. And I remember thinking, isn't that exactly what Jesus addresses in Matthew 23? He says, woe to you hypocrites, for you tithe your dill, your cumin, and you tithe your spices, but you neglect weightier matters of the law, like love, like justice, like mercy, like faithfulness. He says, go ahead and talk about and address those issues, but not at the expense of the bigger ones. He goes, doing that is like being blind guide straining out a gnat while swallowing a camel. And I remember just reading that passage and trembling and saying, you know, sure we can say he's talking about people then, talking about people 2,000 years ago, but what if he's talking about us? What if he's talking about us who concentrate more on our external little Christian moral behavior rather than taking care of the orphans, taking care of the widow, helping out the ones who need it because we've been eternally helped out in Jesus. And then in Matthew 25, Jesus goes so far to say that we'll actually be eternally judged based upon whether we take care of the ones who are sick, whether we clothe the naked and we feed the hungry. And then even he says, when you do that, you're doing it to me. And so if you don't do it, that's like neglecting me. Now, of course, we're saved by grace through faith, not by our works, but our works should show themselves in the fact that we believe in grace and we have faith. I mean, it doesn't say that he's gonna give us a doctrinal test. It doesn't say that he's gonna ask us how many verses we've memorized. It literally says he's going to judge us eternally based upon whether we've neglected or not the weightier matters of the law. Now this issue deeply resonates with me because I was raised with a single mom. We were poor, we struggled, we were on government housing, we used food stamps for our groceries. And I remember being in a Christian middle school for about a year and a half and being sent to the principal's office for typical behavioral issues, you know, like writing on the desk, maybe saying a bad word, maybe making fun of someone. And let me say that is okay and we should concern ourselves with those things. But I just remember thinking again when I read Matthew 23, how come I never got sent to the principal's office and the principal sat me down and said, hey Jeff, we wanna help you out. As a Christian school, we wanna represent Jesus and how we take care of our brothers and sisters, how we take care of those around us. And so how about we use some of your tuition money and you guys can use that for groceries. How about we use some of the tithe money that the church gets and we use that for your guys' rent. How about we help as much as we can and we sacrifice what we have for you. Not once did I hear that. And that's when it hit me that we play this game of neglecting the bigger issues because usually it shows we don't really believe the gospel. We really don't trust in the gospel. We don't understand that Jesus came, sacrificed, pursued, and died on the cross for us. He loved us when we were sick. He loved us when we were lame. He loved us when we were broken. And here's the thing, I'm not just trying to guilt trip you and say, and hey, help people out more. What I'm trying to say is, 
the fact that we don't, can we let that expose the fact that we really don't understand who Jesus is and what he's done for us? Because when you understand that everything has been freely given to you by an eternally loving and gracious God, then you want to turn around and freely give everything you have to others. So when you watch this video, you can do two things. One, you can watch it, turn it off, and go back to your boring Christian life that has no joy, where you read your Bible and you hate it, you pray to Jesus even though you don't want to, and you white-knuckle all your behavior so people think you're a good, moral person. Or two, you can understand that the gospel is so beautiful and so potent, you can let it penetrate you, so then you will love God and love others, not because you think you have to, but because you understand Jesus loves you so much that you want to do that back to others. And so, my last question to you is, when you die, when your legacy is left on that piece of cement, what do you want it to say? Do you want it to say that this person was a good, moral human to society who was most known for letting everyone know that secular music is of the devil and you can't have tattoos? Or do you want that tombstone to say his life was messy, it was hard, but he spent his entire life loving God, loving others, and serving people? Because here's the truth. If Jesus fully emptied himself for you, what's keeping you from emptying yourself for others?